0: Welcome to The Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Hello, Team Happiness. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in to The Happiness Playbook. As I was thinking what to share with you today, I could not help remembering a part of a conversation with Bryce Poole, who you heard from a few weeks ago or a few months ago. Just an absolutely delightful human. And we got a lot of feedback. That was a really powerful episode and a conversation that a lot of people enjoyed. So I dove back in because there were so many good things that we recorded in that conversation that didn't end up making the final cut. So I wanted to share with you this amazing story that he shared, which was a part of public speaking competition that Bryce actually entered and won. So it's a really great story, and there's a lot of awesome principles that we pull from the story about the subconscious and how to let go of limiting beliefs, and it was just amazing. And this part of the conversation actually took place before we were even really rolling into the episode. So he was just telling me some stories, and then it just kind of snowballed, and it was a really fun conversation. So I'm really excited for you to hear it. I will link the original episode in the show notes so that you can hear the original conversation if you haven't, which was really good. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't before you listen to this conversation. By way of brief introduction, Bryce Poole is a computer engineer turned mindset coach and has an amazing program called Whole Life Transformation where he's helping people really kick eating issues to the curb, overcome money beliefs and more by working with him and doing the Deep Mind Clearing Methods. I'm very grateful for Bryce and for his willingness to come on and share all of these amazing principles with our audience. And I just consider him a dear friend at this point. So without further ado, let's jump in. I, I got to tell you, so I was in Utah. I was in Provo, no less,
1: this weekend. I was competing at Julie May's Speaker Competition. So I want what? Yes, dude. So anyway, I'm. You're now interviewing an award-winning speaker.
0: That's a big
1: deal, man. It is cool. That's it's so really awesome. Cool. Yeah, dude. It was, it was tough competition too. It was touch and go.
0: That's so cool, man. And what <laughs> yeah. was your topic? If you don't mind. So
1: <laughs> okay, so let's. I, I don't want to get too emotional because it 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 does hit home pretty hard. So I was born fifth of six people, kids in my family. Um, I was born just before the baby, and sadly, I learned very quickly everybody else's needs matter, but mine. Okay, that's a very typical thing for one of a person in my place. So then, I, my, I get married. We've been married for 17 years. Have five kids. And we buy all our cars in cash, which means our budget is está muy pequeño. You know what I'm saying? Not big. <laughs> and I'm driving dad Camrys. Dad Camrys means it's it's manual windows and manual locks, and it's it doesn't make the old teapot whistle. You know, it's not that spicy, it, but it gets the job done. And so you can't complain. So we went out. We saved up $10,000 so I could buy my car. And I went out and I found the car, and I test drove it, and I called the wife and said, "Hey." found the car and it meets all my specs. And she's like, great, buy it. And I said something weird. I'm like, okay, she's like, what was that? And I'm like, it kind of felt like a Camry. And I didn't realize in that moment that I had been so responsible that this Camry represented to me responsibility. So 17 years of responsibility. And so she said something that really blew my mind. So she asked me a question that blew my mind, which was, what car would you buy if you could? Now, so I'd never thought about that for 17 years because I'm being a responsible dad. I had a baby really quick after we got married, not on purpose, but that's the way it went. That's a good story to tell us another day. So she asked, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what car I would buy. But if we're going to test drive cars, let's do sports cars. And she's like, yes, let's do it. So we found a used car dealership just down the road. We went to it, and I walked in, and the guy's like, you know, you kind of look like a Porsche kind of guy. I got a Porsche out there, you wanna drive it? And I'm like, heck yes. Yes, it's silver and it's gorgeous and it was just right by the door and I loved it. It was so cool. And you know, it's a convertible and it's way too expensive. There's no way I could ever buy it. But yeah, I'm gonna drive that car. So I looked at it and I said, I'll drive your car. (laughs) I got into it. And then it's like sitting in a cockpit. The ignition's on the wrong side. The Windows controller's on the wrong side. It's like perfect. So I get out on the road and I have to go up a hill. So I give it the gas and I open up the throttle and the sound of it is like really throaty. It's like, and as a grown man, I will not lie. I cried. It was so beautiful. <laughs> like this is the definition of spicy. You know what I'm saying? So I get back around, come back and I tell the wife about what happened. And she's like, you need this car. And she's like, how much is it? And I'm like, I don't know. So the windows were both down. So I rolled up the windows and there's a sticker. It's the same price as the Camry down the road. And so she's like, are you going to buy it? I say, no, a good Camry dad would never buy a Porsche. I I could only take one kid to the grocery store. I can't even barely put any groceries in there. It doesn't have room. No. And we left without the Porsche. And the next days were down days. And I wasn't doing so hot. And there was some self-sabotage going on here. So I get a phone call. I'm at work. I'm in my cubicle listening to everyone else uh, talk. I'm, I'm at my keyboard looking at some monitors, just doing the daily grind and kind of down. And the phone calls from my wife and she's like, Bryce, you're a good dad and you're a great fa- uh, husband. You're going to go buy the stupid car. And I said, yes, ma'am, I will buy the stupid car. And so we bought it. And I love this car. It is so much fun and it is silver and curvy and its name is Polly. Nice. <laughs> and we drop the top and we go driving, and it's wonderful. And I love this car now, right? It's in my garage. I love this car. So, what I learned from this was I have worthiness issues. I have difficulty receiving. I have a difficulty being okay with receiving.
0: That is so cool, Bryce. And what I really dig about what you're sharing is a lot of the time we focus on our conscious mind mm-hmm. that's kind of easy it's a very immediate thing to address and even to see results from you know at least initially but if we say happiness is a skill at the happiness playbook, right that needs to be exercised and we always focus on the conscious muscle right and it's easy focused there sidetracked and maybe even stuck on the the conscious mind but to really, exercise that subconscious muscle of yeah. that part of your mind, that's where you start to really build momentum and long-term results. And so I love that you focused on that and it's hard to let go. We're going to get into this. Maybe this will be a bonus clip that we can share with people. <laughs> I love it. But letting go of those worthiness issues is hard. And anything you can do to reshape that, to begin letting go of that old unhelpful perspective and start to adopt newer, healthier, productive perspectives is going to absolutely change the game. It's so
1: powerful because you're absolutely right. Happiness is a skill and it's a choice, and we have to choose it. But there's also that the subconscious is at war with us sometimes with the beliefs that we picked up as kids, and. What I found is if I can remove those, then it takes away the resistance to happiness. Now, when I practice that happiness, like you were talking, then it actually is effective, like really effective. Yes. So then I can just power into it. And the world's my oyster at that point. Instead of feeling like I'm drugged down by the world, now the world is supporting me and lifting me as I go for it. Now I become an Olympian instead of a couch potato,
0: right? It's I awesome. love it. Okay. I got to share. I'm a visual learner. And as you were sharing that just now, this was the imagery that came to my mind. Are you ready for this? If you're going down a stream and then you realize where the stream is going is not where you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to row your boat upstream. And if you could compare the stream is your subconscious and you in the boat, that's your conscious mind. And until you get that subconscious current flowing the right direction, it's really hard to, to get that momentum and to just come out swinging. And yet, that's what we do so often. We rarely give any time or attention to the subconscious mind, but that's the current. That's the direction that the river's flowing. So, if you're not paying attention,
1: you're going where the river's
0: taking you. That's exactly correct.
1: So, you've got to go after it. And it's funny you should call it a river because in Deep Mind Clearing, I have a video series that explains how to do the clearing process called Deep Mind Clearing. The very first thing, the very first video is all about how the subconscious and our life is like a river and you're going along and things are great, and then you hit a rapid, and and everything goes everywhere, and your life, and you're just holding on for dear life, trying to keep your head above water until you get past that rapid. And what that rapid is, it's a disruption in your life, and what causes a rapid? What causes a rapid? Where does a rapid come from?
0: Well, a rapid, if I'm not mistaken, is from the change in the geography, right? Or the terrain below the water surface,
1: right? Exactly. So I like to call that a rock. There's a rock down below that's pushing the water up and that's what's disrupting the surface. That rock is represented in our subconscious by a limiting belief. So how do you change? How do you get rid of a rapid? What do you think? How would you get rid of a rapid if you didn't want that rapid in that river?
0: Well, I'd have to dive down and grab it and try to move it. Right?
1: Exactly. You grab that rock,
0: pull it out, and then where does the rapid go? The, the river
1: would steady out. Exactly. It, it disappears. That's the magic of going for the rock, the cause, and not trying to deal with the effect. Like you could try to pretend you're going to get rid of a rapid by putting a piece of plywood on it, but the rapid's still going on underneath. You can't deny that rapid. But the rapid is not the problem. It's the rock underneath. In the instant you take that rock at all, that rock away, the rapid leaves. That's the same thing what happens in the subconscious. As soon as you find a limiting belief and you pluck it out, it's gone. The rapid's over. Like the the problem wasn't the rapid. The cause was the rock underneath. And as soon as the rock's gone, poof, you're done, it's over. And you now have a profound freedom to choose what you want. Hence the name, profound freedom for the company.
0: It's so good. Yeah. I love it. We we could, we could cut right now and just post that. And I'm sure everyone would get a lot out of it. Yeah. I just got a comment while we're touching on this. I don't know if we're going to revisit this when we uh, get into the rest of the conversation, but the the cool thing too, about that is if you're not accepting, if you're rejecting the fact that there's turbulence in your life, if you're not getting present, becoming aware of that turbulence and saying, yes, there is turbulence in my life that doesn't reflect uh, inherent qualities of my own, but you have to acknowledge that the rock is there causing the turbulence because until you do that, you're just hanging onto the raft and getting flung around like a rag doll. That is a powerful metaphor. <laughs> and I'm so glad yep. that you brought that exactly. up because that's how I will probably view that moving forward is that subconscious turbulence. It's the rocks. And so often an initial stage that might even be helpful in a transition to getting the rock removed is let's figure out how to ride the turbulence a little bit. Let's figure out how to ride the rapids better so that you don't get thrown off and die in the, <laughs> the, the raging rapids. But that's as good as it will ever be until you go down there and finally move the rock. Mm-hmm. So what's so fun great.
1: is some people navigate their river knowing where the rapids are. They know that if this happens, they're gonna get triggered and things are gonna be bad. So what they do is they do everything they can to avoid those things. And some people are pretty successful at that, but there comes a day where you can't avoid that rapid and you hit it at just the wrong angle and it throws your life into chaos. So the cool thing about this is you take back your life. You get to take back your experience. And yes, things happened to us when we were kids. Yes, we have all these beliefs in our head. But we now have a tool that allows us to create the way we want to by removing those rocks and then going for it. It's just, it's fantastic. So my job's amazing. I get to help people get their freedom back.
0: What a fantastic story. Oh my goodness, the subconscious mind, that river of consciousness, which direction is it flowing? I want you this week for our play of the week to identify one subconscious belief that is preventing your progress and growth and preventing you from being happy and taking risks and letting go and playing as you identify these subconscious beliefs and really start making nice with that inner voice in your head, you're gonna be able to really level up and continue developing the skill of happiness. Remember this week to be present with your emotions, to laugh off the hardship and let go of those limiting beliefs and get the subconscious stream flow in the right direction. And as always, remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. And boy, are we glad to have you on the team. Catch you next week.